Hello, and welcome to the Kink Perspective. My name is Chris. I'm a psychotherapist and consultant. On this episode, we'll be talking about what fetishes are, the disorder itself, and what cannot be a fetish. So, what is a sexual fetish? While you might like the sight of your partner wearing a pair of stockings during sex, that doesn't necessarily qualify as you having a stocking fetish. A fetish is a sexual excitement in response to an object or body part that's not typically sexual, such as shoes or feet, or inanimate objects like a blender, pencil, or even a washing machine. These items are excessively and exclusively used in achieving sexual climax. Fetishes are typically more common in men than women. Many people with fetishes must have the object of their attraction at hand or be thinking about it by themselves or with their partner in order to become sexually aroused, get an erection, and finally, to achieve sexual climax. A person with a fetish might masturbate while they touch, smell, rub, or taste the object, or they might ask their partner to wear an item or to use that specific item during sex. What are some of the more common fetishes? Well, there are many websites around about a lot of different fetish interests that cover a broad range of fetishes. But one thing that all these fetishes have in common is that they are related to inanimate objects or non-sexual body parts. According to one study, the most common fetishes involve body parts, such as feet or bodily features, such as being overweight, being skinny, having piercings, having little body hair or no body hair, having tattoos. The feet are by far the most common fetish known to date. Bodily fluid, body size, and hair fetishes aren't far behind. After body parts comes items most people wear. The same study puts clothes worn on the hips such as stockings and skirts at the top of their list. In another study, footwear, then underwear, was also on the top of their list. Fetishes that involve the feet of a certain material, often leather or rubber, are also common. We see this in the fetish of boot worship, wherein submissives will spend hours fawning over their dominant shoe attire to make them perfect, to polish them, to clean them, to make sure there's no dirt on them, and they may be rewarded later on in the form of licking them clean. Some people, for another fetish, like dressing themselves and their partner in furry animal costumes. So where do fetishes come from? Well. Sexual behavior experts don't necessarily agree on the causes of fetishistic disorder. Some people can trace their attraction back to early childhood, before they were aware of their sexuality, normally in the prepubescent stages. A fetish can also come from seeing inappropriate sexual behavior during childhood, or from sexual abuse, as some noted theorists believe. So, are fetishes okay? A sexual fetish is not a disorder by definition but it can reach that level if it causes intense and lasting distress. Whether somebody is doing this by themselves or with a partner, if they're happy with it, then it's not an issue. Only as long as it causes pleasure and no one's being forced to take part. When it crosses the threshold and becomes a disorder, it feels out of control. Someone has to take time off from work or get away from home to practice their fetish in secret. This fascination could also keep them from doing their job and slowly becomes more and more invasive in their lives. For someone to be diagnosed clinically, it would require that person's behavior, their fantasies, or intense urges result in clinically significant distress or functional impairment. The condition must also be present for at least six months or longer. 
people with these disorders might also resort to stealing to get the object they're fixated on. Having meaningful and consistent sexual relationships with someone else becomes quite difficult over time. They might prefer to have the time alone with that object, even when they're in a relationship with someone else. If your partner says to you, would you wear this pair of stockings tonight when we're having sex? You probably wouldn't think twice about it. But if your partner told you to sleep in the other room and just leave them your stockings, that could point to a larger issue at hand. While I understand this, I tend to look at social media websites such as FetLife, BDSM.com, Alt.com, and question if people understand what a fetish is. Many people seem to believe, because others enjoy their writings or photos, that somehow this is a fetish. If that person who has fetishized your photos or writing can only climax because of them, can only reach orgasm or masturbate to them, then you are correct. It's a fetish for them. The bigger issue that is present is it conflates the issue of what a fetish is, creating confusion for people who are unaware or looking for information. And this is demonstrated when I speak with clients that ask me questions about this. A couple of my clients have functional issues because of fetishism. Treatment for severe fetishism comes in different forms. Cognitive behavior therapy, aversion therapy, such as electric shock, is only done by someone trained and in extreme cases. Also, it can be handled through psychodynamic therapy, medication, or a combination of the aforementioned. Most of us have fetishes. It's one great part about the BDSM community. It brought us together, and it's why so many of us are on BDSM-type websites. It's when those things take over it becomes problematic. The one thing I'm certain on, and of course it's just my opinion, is I wish people would stop calling their genitalia a fetish. It's not. It can't be, and for those in the know, it makes you look foolish. At times, people tend to disregard understanding and logic about this community and just make things up as they go along. Of course, training, research, effort, communication, exploration, asking questions, and so on, get you the right information. With any other major experience in our lives, most require an investment of time and understanding and the willingness to learn. For many in the online BDSM community though, that is strictly their sole means of learning about the BDSM lifestyle and culture. They tend not to question too much and just accept things as the status quo. We have to be willing to understand the words we use, otherwise we become purveyors of misinformation that ends up hurting more people than doing good. Because we're under the fetish umbrella, we have to understand and recognize the words we use and through intellectual growth, we help further the community and help destigmatize it. Or, you could be like so many on these BDSM platforms and just make it up as you go along. You know, because it's the cool thing to do. Until next time, be safe and stay kinky.